0: Listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another week of Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Chase Holden, joined with Jordan Gerald. Uh, and again, I, f- I feel like every week we just keep saying it's been a crazy week.
0: Yeah, it has. It's, it's just, it, the, the thing about this week it's is, a crazy is we're getting, year. It is a crazy year, but it, it's like right now it's starting to get the stress. The, the stressful stress for, time.
1: Stress for fantasy. Bye weeks are starting to get a lot deeper now. Um just kind of going into the week though. Um I I I had a uh, I had a dilemma this week and it was it was really sad. Um I didn't get to watch a lot of the day games. This is the first Sunday in I want to say like <clears throat> 3 to 4 years that I did not get to watch the majority of the day games. Did you enjoy
0: the day games? I did. I thought it was very enjoyable. I like the. I watched. It doesn't matter
1: what you enjoy. There you go. Uh
0: See, you learn
1: it. You learn it. I had to pull out some, some of the rocks, some of the stuff that you used to get me on. But, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it sucked, man. Like, it, whenever you have to go a Sunday without watching football, like, don't get me wrong, I got to watch a little bit of the evening games. Got to check out the Denver Rams, uh, De- the Denver and, and, and I, wanted, I almost said St. Louis legit, but Los Angeles game. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got to, of course, watch the Sunday night game, which... Was one of the most amazing games I've seen played all year. Big. Well, game. you didn't
0: wait till Monday because Monday was just as great.
1: It really was, and nobody. I mean, I wasn't expecting it. I thought that I thought that Green Bay was just going to completely run over the freaking 49ers, man. And after watching uh, NASCAR, CJ Beathard uh, do his thing <laughs> with uh, with you know, I thought it was going to be Kittle. I Thought Kittle was going to be the guy. And uh, well, Mar- I, I did too. And Marquise Goodwin showed up. And uh, he kicked me out of my winnings on DraftKings. Finally, he did. I'm so glad he did. Well, you are glad. I'm not. I'm. I'm still a little, a little bit mad about that, dude. You know that I think the 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 hottest players to own that night it was definitely Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, C.J. Beathard, and Marquise Goodwin. If you had those four players on DraftKings, you you took home some money.
0: Like, oh yeah, you definitely won some money.
1: There was no doubt about it. I went back and I checked. I checked the facts. We checked the big facts. Big facts board.
0: <laughs> so one more one more thing about the, those two games is, it was I was watching the Sunday night game and you know watching the Monday night game and I was watching with a couple people, and I was I was watching the game and like I had a couple people around. And I was I was watching and I was looking around at people and this is how you know like you you care too much about football because you look around you are looking at people and you're like why are y'all not into this game? Like, this is this is an amazing game. Like, both games were just, you know, back-to-back shootouts, um, you know, comeback wins, fourth quarter, like, you know, field goal kick at the end to win the game. You had a backup quarterback coming in, Marquise Goodwin coming back. You, you had uh, – George Kittle did a little bit, but you had a run game that was pretty stout in San Francisco. And then, you know, you, you had Patrick Mahomes doing crazy things with – With uh Tyree Kill and like I looked around and everybody's just kind of like on their phones playing. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Yes, I get that. This is the best episode of the season this year, and
2: I'm not paying attention.
1: (laughs) This and, and that, and that's what we're calling this episode of the podcast. This is this is week seven, the nail biter episode. Because those two games alone had like literally my hands right now like like uh, you remember like when you were a kid like your grandma was always like don't bite your nails into the quick and you're like what the fuck is the quick like like my, I, I was biting my nails so yeah exactly and that's how both these games were but no I feel that because like you know if, if everybody like that doesn't play fantasy football they have like their set teams and that's all they care to watch that's, that's all
0: they give a shit about I don't know I don't know. I, I, I gotta disagree with you there. Because I started watching football with my grandfather, and my grandfather was, was not a fantasy football player, you know. I mean, he watched, like, from from kick, from kick the draft, there was probably one month out of the year that he didn't have it on NFL Network. And I'm, I'm dead serious, all right. He didn't watch hardly anything else. Right? The only time he, he would turn it off is whenever he'd watch Total Access already five times that day. <laughs> you know, and it was getting late, and he would watch something else. You're, you're- so. He- Passion for football is where I got a lot of mine from. Your grandpa yeah.
1: is a man amongst men, then, and he, he was because, like, it's just today, like, just I don't know. Maybe I just I'm I'm a, I've been around the wrong people here in South Carolina because, like, it, it was hard, like Monday night. Last night, I got to check out, you know, the game. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings out in Charleston, and there was a bunch of Packers fans there. So, like, obviously, like, my lineups that I had set for Monday night, I um, had a lot of Packers because I thought that the Packers were just going to dominate that game. So, I was, you know, go pack go all night with them, and it was just great, good camaraderie. Green Bay Packers fans, like, shout out to you guys. Y'all are the most friendliest NFL Fans out there like you welcome any team because there were like some people there that were going for the 49ers just because of the sheer fact that they hated Green Bay. And like they were just like, yeah, fuck you. Doesn't matter. We have Aaron Rodgers. Watch. Watch us win. And like they just and it just happened.
0: Like, they, they, no worries. Like, Aaron like, Rodgers has got the ball. We're not worried about anything. Just give me another beer. Let's keep going. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. There's three seconds left. Guess what? Here comes Mason Crosby coming back to, you know, get his glory back and get him back on track after missing, what, four field goals and an extra point last oh week. Oh, my and God. Thank God he figured it out. Yeah, and I
1: feel like an idiot because, like, I was just like, you know what, fuck these kickers. And then after last week, I was just like, I'm done with these kickers, whatever. I'm just going to, like, stream kickers. And I picked up Graham Gano in the pro league. He got me three points, and now I'm just sitting here just like, man, if only I'd have had Mason Crosby you know it could have been a little different but you know that that's, that's that's fantasy football for you you make quick moves and sometimes you make irrational decisions and um and and you you have to remember to get back to the gut trusting you, you know, and I should have something told me like Mason Crosby is not going to suck anymore but i was like fuck him i'm done with him look what he did to me
0: yeah like we talked about it in previous episodes about just how you just you see a player that makes you lose like you they get that goose egg and you're like uh uh-uh, uh I can't I can't deal with it like I can deal with you getting 5 points but there's a big difference between 5 and 0 <laughs> you know what I'm saying
1: exactly
0: and i i just I, like i said i'm at that point where i'm just like you know what he's a kicker
1: he's there we'll see what happens with it but um but going back into the sunday night game Tyreek Hill man 42 fantasy points on DraftKings um just put up an amazing amazing stat line, and it's it's like the conversation that line
0: by the way that lost in the game,
1: yeah, and that's what I was getting to, but the bigger news is is that did you see when he got that last touchdown all of those angry patriots fans that just slung beer in that man's face so sad it was a sad sad display of sportsmanship he's taken them to court and I really hope he takes them to the cleaners somehow or at least lets the judge, like, like if, if the judge just sentences them to, like, like a ice bucket challenge for no charity but
0: just so Tyreek Hill can dump beer all on them. That would be cool. It would be great. Like, you see, the thing good thing about fantasy football, we talked about earlier about how it makes you more passionate about the game, if those New England Patriots fans played fantasy football, hey, we could make the whole world a better place because he'd be like, hey, bro, I'm mad you got that touchdown, but I got you starting the night, so I'm not going to throw a beer on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they were really playing fantasy, wouldn't worry. Or maybe, exactly. maybe it was that they were playing fantasy, and yeah. they were playing against him. Oh,
1: no, make the world a better place. But That's the thing. I feel like Patriots fans that play fantasy football, they just draft nothing but Patriots players. Like They're, they're those people. It like, seems they- like every year
0: you have a team, no matter if they're Patriots fans or not, you have a team that ends up with like three or four Patriots. Exactly. I mean, it's
1: yeah, it's like that for every team. I mean, like you got your people, like we know people, every league, like, yeah.
0: yeah, In every league, we know the
1: people that like go after the Saints players, like have like four Saints players, like oh yeah, so it's like no, that's not how you fantasy, man. That's not how you <laughs> fantasy. But yeah, I, I was really just kind of like thrown off when when I saw that happen. Like you know, I, I was tweeting out. Uh, so, so I can't remember the guy that he he was talking about. You know how. Yeah, you know, it's it's getting to a point to where like you know you have to have class, and I'm like, nah. i like, in all actuality, class is optional in America when it comes to sports. <laughs> it always has been, but yeah, it does suck to see somebody like that get that done to them. But you know what? Hey, with 42 fantasy points coming back, I mean, fantasy owners are not mad about that one, and uh, I hope that Tyree gets uh, gets his due for having that done to him. But like you said, oh, yeah, it, did, it didn't win him the game, and uh, I think that's one thing. You know, not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, he did it again. He's got he got a lot of fantasy owners that victory this week, but he's they got to learn the clock management, and they could have won that. Which, game I mean,
0: right. So, like I said earlier, and now that I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot more, so if you're playing a football game and you're playing to tie the game up all right with either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. All right, if you're looking if you're if you're 7 points down and you score a touchdown like that. At, when is it going to become okay for a coach to say we need to go for two because no matter what Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers is this got a 99% chance to run down the field and win this game. So, just saying if Patrick Mahomes would have went for two right there and got one point up and then stopped and then and it ended up stopping Tom Brady from going down the field, they could have won. I mean, they could have went overtime as well, but if they would have got the two-point and stopped him, maybe they could have won. Maybe that's, maybe that's going to become a tactic pretty soon.
1: Well, Andy Reid's always too worried about waiting on his Waffle House uh, All-Star sp- uh, special on his Waffle House menu that he has. So I don't think that he's too concerned about it but I think most other coaches out there when they know they're playing is doing them like that if they were in that same situation they'd be like okay it's either we go for two here or we go home like yeah it's, it's
0: like it, it, when is it going to become known that you can you have to go for two cuz that's the best option for you cuz yeah. you're going to there or you're going to win it there cuz you know them two quarterbacks are going to come back and just oh it, it was great those two games were amazing
1: yeah, I think that he really – I think in Andy Reid's mind, he was like, oh, there's no no way that, that Tom Brady doesn't come out here and just try to do a shootout to show that he's got a stronger arm than Patrick Mahomes. It's like, no, nah, Tom Brady just wants to win the game. He doesn't really care how he does it. And so he's going Belichick, so they're going to make it happen. But um, that was a, that was a great game. Uh, again, like you said, the Monday night game was great. Another game that was surprisingly great, and I got to get in to uh, talking about this guy. We haven't heard from him or seen him in a while. What the fuck happened in Miami this Sunday with Brock Osweiler entering the game and coming up with freaking, like, I I can't believe that I'm actually saying this shit, but Brock Osweiler had one of the most phenomenal fantasy games, won a guy a million dollars on DraftKings, him and Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson had 36 fantasy points, dude. And it's like we had this old Kansas City wide receiver, I believe, just came out of nowhere against this defense that's supposed to be just completely unstoppable and completely wrecked shop. Uh, I'm stunned, and I don't know if Adam Gase could even question going back to Ryan Tannehill after that performance.
0: Well, you know, they, they also didn't question going back to Jameis Winston whenever Fitz did what he did, and you saw how that worked out. Um, so it's like, to me, I look at Brock Osweiler as like that guy that you worked with that like helped you out every now and then, but looked really <laughs> good to like the bosses, and they paid him a whole lot of money, and then he just didn't do what he was supposed to do for a while, and then he just, just decided one day, that hey, I'm going to be worth my fucking money today. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm
1: going to make something happen. But it's like, yeah, you know, I haven't really got to look in too much to uh to to everything that happened with why he didn't start. I I had like, just thrown out the joke that, oh, uh, Khalil Max in town, Tannehill is still has robot legs, 2.0 Tannehill. We should <laughs> probably keep him off of those. And then Osweiler comes in. So it's just like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a permanent thing. But I don't you, think so. either. If you put Tannehill back in the game, and he doesn't do shit. And you put Brock back in some shit like this happens again. But Tennial
0: like, wasn't doing bad. I don't they're know, Fantasy-wise, winning. he was doing hard. He was winning games. He was still winning games, right? they're 4 and 1, right? Or 5 and 1? Uh no, not anymore. Not anymore.
1: <laughs> they uh they they had they had some pretty bad issues. I know looking uh they they started off really strong um th- this year they're beating and- their division yeah, they were leading the,
0: and I think they are still leading the division. Yeah, I think they sure. are too. I mean, you, you lose <laughs> one game and now now one guy comes in and wins one game after you won 3 and he's all of a sudden a starter. Like that's the same thing they did with Jameis Winston. Like wanted, I mean uh, with uh Fitzmagic. Like I mean, he's going like he uh, in our opinion, in our past on Brock Eisweiler, he's going to die. <laughs> he's
1: going to die. <laughs> Just fair. yeah, they no, they are they are 4 and 2 right now. Yeah, so yeah. that that victory they're 4 and 2. And that was against um, the Bears too. I mean, yeah. 31 to 28 was the final box score. Um, they, they just found a way to make that shit happen. I mean, I was stunned. Everybody knew that, like, oh, Chicago's got this in the bag. But this this brings us to uh, to something big on Chicago's side of the ball. Um, I, I'm ready to, to say it's officially Tariq Cohen season. Um, and if you don't have Tariq Cohen – Now's the time to get him because he is the back to own in Chicago. I couldn't be more happier than saying that. Like, just, just, oh, finally, we see this kid. I read a tweet this week that they were comparing him to a young Darren Sproles. And I've been itching to ask you what you thought about that.
0: I like it. And I like the the fantasy value for him as a player. It worries me because I don't want him to be like Darren Sproles and, and then have these years of lagging injuries. Yeah, we don't want that. I don't want him to be like that, but I do want him to be that, that kind of back. I think he can be. I think that Jordan Howard, like, I don't I don't think that they're using these two running backs properly. Like, okay, if you have Jordan Howard out there, what is the defense thinking? They're about to run the ball to gut. Yeah, of course. If you have Trey Cohen out there, what are they going to do? They're going to throw a Trey Cohen in the ball. If you have both of them out there, all right, then you got a 50-50 shot. But if you know – or if you have like a you know a good hankering on what they're going to do whenever Cohen's on the field versus whenever Howard's on the field they're going to play the run whenever Howard's in they're going to play the pass whenever Cohen's in i mean you might have a better shot and they do sometimes put them together you know and they'll they kind of mix mix it up a little bit but you know, throw the ball to Jordan Howard every now and then run to Cohen every now and then if he, if he you can know. catch it well, i mean i mean you know when we're yeah. looking yeah. at yeah. It, he had he, he rushed – you know.
1: Tariq Cohen rushed for 31 yards but he had seven receptions with 90 yards receiving and he had the one touchdown rushing. So I mean they're they're, they're running the ball with Tariq. I mean he got he got the touchdown you know with the run itself. But it's just, you know, the it's like everything's starting to flip now. You know, these are Jordan Howard numbers he's putting up. And, and so it's just kind of like a flop. And I think Matt Nagy, he's, he's always liked Tariq Cohen going in. It's just he had to figure out what's the best way to use them. And now finally they have something click in there. So, oh, yeah. when you when you have the field open like you do, and that they know that Trubisky's going to be throwing that ball out there to these receivers now, you got that rocking and rolling. Um, you know, it's just – hey why not and and so it's like you got to make that flip and he and like everyone was talking about how they compared him to like Tyreek Hill he's nowhere near the uh the fantasy value of Tyreek Hill in my opinion even with some of the ups and downs but there's really not been many ups and downs who,
0: this year I didn't hear you. they compared who to Tyreek Hill
1: they they were saying Tariq Cohen has like a type of position in the Bears offense like Tyreek Hill where he can just kind of he's quick and they can kind of put him in any situation not I can saying, agree with that. I can agree with that, but he just doesn't have the same skill set or the speed. It's the speed. That's all it boils yeah. down to. Tariq is the fastest guy in the league. One of the most under. It should, could I even call him
0: underrated? Wide no, you can't, you can't. No, you can't call him underrated anymore. You can call him underrated last year, but not this year. No, no. He's. I mean, he's a number. He's a number two wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver, at least. And, and one of my the way that one of my scoring leagues go, he's a number two. So
1: and but the number one wide receiver this year has been underrated and not anymore. Adam Thielen, thirty two points this week. <laughs> I feel like he was underrated <laughs> his whole life. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was born, they were like, You're never gonna be anything and he was like, One day I'm gonna be the number one fantasy wide receiver. Even like two years ago he was probably saying that and they were just like, Ha ha, ha. and it's
0: like, <laughs> like, I, I just can't believe I think that this is part of of, of the Vikings problem this year. Not along with their defense is not doing exactly what they should, but they're uh, Diggs. He just haven't hasn't been Stephon Diggs of of you know last year. And and I don't think
1: that we're going to see much more of it. I mean, maybe towards the end of the season we'll start seeing some flashes of brilliance, but you know it's it's just one of those things where last year with, with how much Diggs and Thielen were so comparable as far as their target share. It's just like one of them had to become the dominant. And so it's just – I really think it was just a big thing of luck when you're looking at who's going to you know, be his dominant. You
0: had to just pick. I think it's Cousins. I think Cousins just, just has a better connection with him. You know, I mean, better connection it, with Thielen. I mean, he's got six straight games, <laughs> 100 yards, Thielen does.
1: And that's – that's no, no one no one saw that coming this year. No one thought he'd be the number one guy. Not and the here number he is. one,
0: but you – Everybody knew that he was going to give you good fantasy value this year. Well, yeah. I mean, you had that,
1: but everybody also was thinking that Stephon Diggs was going to be the lead guy, and it's just it's
0: it's not the case
1: anymore. I so I
0: knew I knew it was going to be a split, but I didn't think it was going to be 80% Thielen, 20% Diggs. I didn't think it was going to be like that. I mean, I was thinking 50-50, you know, sometimes 60-40, but it seems like it's been like, you know, Thielen's been getting all the good targets, all the good plays, and he's doing a hell of a job this year.
1: He's doing great. I mean, it was against the Cardinals defense. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, this Cardinals defense is pretty fucking atrocious this year, if you ask me. They're giving up 29 points on average to running backs, 18 points on average to wide receivers. So, I mean, that really does put Thielen in a a big category, getting the points that he got. Um, It's just been an atrocity for Arizona. And this Thursday, they're actually going to be playing the Denver Broncos, so one guy you definitely need to be going to look at right now, either on your waiver, you know, on the on the waivers out there, um, just somebody you can pick up. It's a free agent, most likely. He's owned in ten percent of leagues. Is Case Keenum? I mean, this team is giving up fifteen points on average to quarterbacks. So Keenum's going to be your guy this week if you're streaming quarterbacks. Get out there and get him. And like I said, I, I know he's available in the pro league. Right now, so I mean, are, are are you are you targeting some different people,
0: or are you pretty much set with what you got in the pro league? Yeah, what you got going um, on? I got I, one target. I, I got one target for some. I got some. I got some insider trading going on here. I guess wouldn't call insider waiver wire claims that happened oh, you, this week. Which you, somebody you bring somebody really screwed up. Somebody really, 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 <laughs> you know, really screwed up, but didn't help me out at the same time. You know, I'm, you I'm, I'm big. Mad. I'm big. You mad know about it. I I'm bet you. Mad. I would be mad too. Look. Chase called me and was I like, you "Had man. more integrity." He was like, "Man, Marquise Goodwin's on the waiver wire in the pro league," and I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Let me go check that waiver priority real quick." <laughs>
2: Dude, this is why. This is why
0: it's hard for us to be friends.
1: It sucks, and I, I broke the rule, that, that, and that's on me too, because like I'm an idiot. But, but the the big thing is is why the fuck is Marquise Goodwin? on the waivers. Already- I don't
0: know. Look, I made a mistake in one league. All right. I drafted Marquise Goodwin. I drafted uh, Kittle. Um, I was, you know, I- Kittle, McKinnon, and Marquise Goodwin. All right. In one league. All on the hopes of Jimmy G. I was I was dead set, Jimmy G. You know, the San Francisco 49ers, our defense is going to be good. Their offense is gonna be good, they're gonna have a running game, they're gonna have a pass game, they have a tight end, they're gonna have a defense with Richard Sherman, like you know, like they're gonna be great. And then like what was it was it the first week of the year, McKinnon? Or was it before yeah. it even started?
1: It was before was it, it was before the season even started when McKinnon went down.
0: Yeah, McKinnon went down. I was like, Okay, all right, that's fine. All right, well I guess I gotta do something else. And it really left me really short for running backs in in that league. And um or in two leagues, but I mean I've made it all right then, but Alright, so Marquise Goodwin, he gets hurt. I'm like, all right, you know, uh, keep him on the bench. And then Garoppolo dies and I'm like, damn man, what's going on? And you know you know when I knew I fucked up, Chase? When was that? Whenever I saw Marquise Goodwin warming up in like thirty something degree weather in Green Bay with no shirt on.
1: And you were just like, damn, something's
0: about to like, happen. He's a. Exactly. I was like, he's a (laughs) fucking dog. I was like, man. I think. I think. I think. uh, Devontae Adams did it one year um, when it was snowing or something, didn't he? Like, Devontae Adams came out there with no shirt on and was like like warming up. The
1: perfect picture of him, like, like in freaking Soldier Field in Chicago with like snow coming down. He's like, we better (laughs) fuck these bears up. Yeah. I was
0: like, oh, man. I, I fucked up. So. I went to go look at my team. I couldn't drop anybody to pick him up. You know, it was a, it was a in this league. It's 2 o'clock in the morning on, on Tuesday morning. You get to pick anybody you want up. And, like, I, I stressed over it. And I, I sat there and stared at my phone. I got him. So, I got him back. So, no worries there. So, it's like it's like it never happened.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as long as it never happened, that's fine. But, yeah, yeah I, I'm pissed off because I even brought it up to you. I wasn't thinking anything about it. I'm just like, oh, I probably have more, like, of a, a better waiver priority than you have anyway. And then it's like, oh, no, sure don't because I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I decided to, like, start playing scatter quarterback. But it worked <sighs> out for me. I had Winston this week. Um, so that you was good. It? I started Winston. Uh, we nice, did, we did nice. Really I didn't know well. that. Yeah, so I started Winston in the pro league. Um, Even though I did lose to Howard Bender this week, um, it's Howard Bender. I mean, so I'm not too mad. I mean, I didn't win by – I didn't lose by a lot. But Jameis Winston, man, 35 fantasy points leading the quarterbacks this week. So I'm happy about that. We'll see how long that can continue. I'm gonna hold on to him, see what happens. It was against the Atlanta Falcons defense that has just as many holes uh as Fantasy Stoner likes to say, uh many holes of Swiss cheese, just like the Kansas City defense out there. But um but we'll see how that holds on and, and for everybody that did pick up Jameis, congrats to you. Let's hold it, let's see what happens with him. Uh we still got a lot of season left to go. But back to Marquis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the guy that won a million dollars is. But you know what? Nobody nobody would have ever suspected that Brock Oswald would have done what the fuck he did. So it's just yeah. uh, that was pure luck for that guy. But uh, but with Marquise go when he's 43% on ESPN leagues. Uh, this week they're going up against the Rams, though. So I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. I think this is where um, you're going to see a lot more pressure on C.J. Beathard, NASCAR C.J. Beathard. Um, so I, I just like to call him that, guys, because I feel like he just like reminds me of Dale Earnhardt for some reason. Maybe it's because he's number three. I don't really know. But um, when you're looking this week at uh, it, you know the Rams, just everybody knows how badass the Rams are. Um, but one cr- really interesting stat that I'm looking at right now is uh, you know they are giving up 15 points on average to running backs. So, I mean, this, you know, you might be seeing some oh, the reaction here. The Rams, yeah. And this is what's even crazier. They're giving up 26 points on average to wide receivers. So, as long as Bethard keeps this connection with Goodwin, you know, we could really see some good production finally balancing out if, if that's real. I know it just kind of happened overnight um, with, with him and the points that, that, that Goodwin had. So, d- he's definitely worth an add to your team. So, you'd be an idiot. If he's out there, go grab him. Get
2: him. Now, see, and...
0: I'm, I will say earlier how you said that you tried to compare somebody to Tyree Kill. He, and Marquise Goodwin is, is somebody that I would compare to Tyree Kill this oh, year. why? How? Because he's fast, man. He creates separations. He's a good route runner. He gets wide. He doesn't, he doesn't go up and have to, like, rip the ball from somebody. Like Antonio Brown, he will go, and he'll be covered and catch the football. Goodwin and he'll. No, they just get far enough where you can't even touch the football. They get so far ahead of receivers that and, and get open to where any quarterback can throw to them. That's why Tyreek Hill did so good with Alex Smith. I mean, I know Mahomes is a hell of a lot better. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go and say that, but I'm saying Tyreek Hill did it with Alex Smith. You know, what he's going is going to do it with CJ Batter. he's going to get open.
1: And so that brings us to the next thing. Is CJ Beathard someone that that stream that that you know fantasy players out there should be looking to stream as a quarterback each week? I mean, he's had I think three weeks now where he's gotten over twenty points. I mean, that's and that when you're looking for a quarterback, you're looking to get over twenty. I mean, that's that's where oh, you want to be to win. But C.J., this year C.J. Beathard. but this
0: year. All right, this year for quarterbacks has just been crazy. Like, I, I don't – like, who are, who are you going to bench for him? You're going to bench Cam? You no. know, you're going to bench Deshaun Watson? But for you're somebody Russell that had, for somebody
1: Rivers, that Big had ben? Garoppolo or somebody, you know, that, that's got some teams on a bye, like this week Aaron Rodgers is on a bye – Um, You know, you got Russell Wilson on a bye this week. You got Big Ben on a bye. Nobody in their right mind has Derek Carr. I hope not, at least, um, starting him. I mean, I'm sure some people out there do. But you got four pretty, you know, you got three big quarterbacks out this week. So, I mean, if you're looking to just get somebody to possibly get you some points, um, I mean, with, with these receivers, with this Rams defense giving up 26 points to wide receivers itself, I mean, this could be one of those weeks where you say, hey, C.J. Beathard's here. If there's no other better options out there, why not go ahead and get him? I mean, literally. I mean, you know, they're averaging right now, I want to say. Let me take another look real quick just to make sure that I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. Well, they're averaging 16 points to quarterbacks right now. So, I mean, with, with when you got Goodwin and Kittle, you already know that C.J. Beathard has the connection with Kittle. So, I mean, this – this might be a great streaming option. I think Andy Dalton's matchup's a lot sexier, but Andy Dalton's owned in a good bit of leagues now. So, I mean, Beathard is somebody there if you're in a deeper league, or even if you're in a 12-man or a 10-man, whatever. This yeah, could if you're in a really deep league, good yes,
0: he definitely could be. Yeah, in a deep league, I agree with you.
1: I mean, you got people starting Sam Darnold in these deep leagues. Like, if Beathard's showing <laughs> there, like, get him three weeks over 20 points. That's what you want. That's what you want every week. He might even turn into somebody that could definitely be, you know, a starter. But I don't want to hype him up too much because you really never know what's happening. Um, Dak's only owning 24%. Yeah. And, oh, my God. <laughs> <the
2: Cowboys. laughs>
1: so, so the is, is, is Jerry Jones going to have Conor McGregor at every Cowboys game now?
0: Only if he tells <laughs> them to give the ball to Zeke every fucking play. That's all I care about. I don't, oh, I don't that, like the Cowboys. I don't like them. But I like Zeke because I got him in every fucking league. So that's that's Don't kind of the out. game plan.
1: But you can't knock what happened this week in Dallas. I mean, the Jaguars team comes in; they were coming off of they're coming off of a loss to Kansas City. Everybody had them as the favorite to take this game to town, and then freaking boom! All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just come in and they just wreck shop, just like McGregor didn't do against Khabib. But also, <laughs> McGregor cannot throw a fucking football. Save
0: his life. <laughs> they were comparing it to. They were I seen somebody. They were comparing it to uh, Jacksonville's quarterback Bortles, and somebody said, "Don't you ever put him next to Blake Bortles and make Blake Bortles look that good again?"
1: <laughs> like straight up, dude. Like it's it's it was really bad. But the morale was good. He had the Cowboys hyped. Every time they were scoring, they were freaking flexing out there. They were doing the and McGregor that
0: whiskey, guys Doing that whiskey, guys. Was, was it Scotch? Is it Scotch? I don't know. I don't what's even what's know what that, you would call right? it. And whatever whatever McGregor was uh, promoting, his his liquor, whatever it is. He's always promoting something. Just like
1: he promoted the hell out of his freaking boxing match that he had.
0: Well, you but... know now that Khabib has fucking challenged Mayweather, right? Dude, Khabib's dad ripped his <laughs>
1: ass for the shit that happened. I don't know if you get to see any of that or no, not. No, I didn't
2: see
0: that.
1: Yeah, Khabib's dad was like super pissed because like he like jumped in there. Like and over like the knee? To, yeah.
2: Like, like red he,
1: marks over the knee? He literally was on a freaking interview, and he's like, my dad is going to kill me. He's like, it's over. And his dad came out and made a public statement like, that is not what fighters do.
0: I will have a big <laughs> talk with my son. I wonder uh, if all the uh, uh, election interferer says anything to him about it. I don't know. I, I just, What's his uh, name? What's his name? Russian President. Shit, why am I not... Russian, Vladimir Putin? Yeah, Putin. I wonder if Putin went over and put it on him. Oh, he could have. putin Putin. That'd be a good friend. We're getting on Squirrel. Yeah, we're getting on Squirrel.
1: squirrel. Um, so, yeah, C.J. Beathard, he could definitely be an option for you this week if you've got one of those three uh, quarterbacks that's going to be out on the bye. So be mindful of your bye weeks. Uh, Make sure that, you know, you're, you're starting your bench players. Don't be that guy that, like, wakes up Sunday if you do sleep past 12. There are people out there that do. And if you're going to wake up at, like, twelve 10, you're like, oh, I forgot to put my bench players in my spot, don't be that guy. Fucking do your shit. Do your homework on Saturday. Listen to us, and, and just go ahead and do it now. Get it over with. We got Thursday game coming up. It's going to be a, a crazy game. And when we're looking at running backs, if David Johnson does not break out this week, I think that all hope is lost for him.
0: I, think, I, I don't think he'll break out because I think, like, Whenever you know that a team is one-sided, you can really really stick it to them and stop the run game. So I don't know if he's going to break out. Do I think he's going to do his best game of the year? Yes, but what is his best game of the year so far, like 18 points?
1: Dude, no, this is the week, though. Denver's giving up 25 points on average to freaking running backs. This is the week. If he's going to do it, he needs to do it now.
0: Oh, I agree with you. I agree. Like I said, I think it's going to be his best game, but as far as, like, you know, breakout, nah, I don't, I don't see that happening.
1: It's gonna be a big week for running backs in this Thursday night slate. It's like Lindsey and Freeman should like eat like because Arizona is giving up the most points
0: to running backs.
1: So yeah, but which if,
2: one
0: do you fucking start?
2: Yeah, I hate I hate I hate this okay.
1: two back system. Well, so. you're a Freeman and a Lindsey owner in two different leagues. Which one
0: would you want to start? Well, considering my choices on my who I've started and who I've benched this year, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. Sit both of them personally <laughs> against <laughs> Arizona's, Arizona's to start, defense. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to because I, I have to. I, I don't. I don't know who it's gonna be. It's like an unknown. Like it's. I don't know. Uh, nobody really knows. I mean, you know, honestly, if you're gonna start one of them, you're gonna start Lindsey.
1: Yeah, it, s- simple math, dude. PPR yeah. Lindsey, standard yeah. and Freeman. It's over. Yeah, I gotta work with that. You cannot sit either. Like if you have either of these running backs, you cannot sit them this week. This team is giving up 29 points on average. You would be crazy not to start either of these. That's all I'm saying, and I'm leaving it at that. Denver running backs, go, go, go this week, Thursday night. Don't miss out. So more running back news because there's been a lot of crazy shit happening with running backs. So the news came out this week that Devonta Freeman is now being placed on IR. That is the biggest punch to the dick the Falcons could have received. I'm not personally disappointed, uh, just being from where I'm from and who I pull for, but it really sucks because I know a lot of fantasy teams that have already been, like, punched hard by the injury bug, and now they have Devonta Freeman completely just, like, it. the, the Falcons have just shit. The bed, so it's down to Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith now to lead that backfield.
0: Ito Smith had a pretty good game.
1: Yeah, you can't complain. Um, and uh, anybody that went out there and picked up this guy, kudos. You, you made the right move. You pulled the triggers. You pulled the right
0: triggers. Uh, yeah, I'd say pick him up, but I wouldn't say play him. Um, waiting to see what's going to happen first, in my opinion. It's which just, is what I which is the way I play fantasy. Just the way I go.
1: It's just the way. It's the, it's the gut decisions. Yeah, Tevin Coleman had 11 fantasy points this week, um, and then Ito Smith had 10. So I mean, it's just like it's says some Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, which is which is good. I mean, if you're in a deep league, you know you're you're looking for 10 points for a running back at this point. You know, with all the injuries we've had. Um, with Freeman going down, you're trying to pick up somebody to take up a slack if you didn't get a trade for Coleman whenever Freeman went out already previously. You know, you're looking for somebody to give you those 10 points, especially in, you know, 14, 12, 14-man 14 league. So, you know, good so, play. So we have to
1: talk because this <laughs> Monday night coming up, is going to be uh, my, uh, it's like on paper, it's like the shit bag show of the week, and it's a Monday night game. But the, uh, the there, there's one great player on each of these teams, more than one great player, but uh, it's going to be the Giants facing off with the Falcons in Atlanta. Saquon Barkley has owned this team. Saquon Barkley was a fantasy god this past Thursday night.
0: Uh, Saquon Barkley (laughs) has become the little brother that took all the fucking glory away from OBJ, and OBJ is so fucking upset about it. Like
1: he hasn't come out and said anything though.
0: Uh, What are you talking about? About
1: Saquon? About
0: Saquon. Not about Saquon, no, because he can't directly say Saquon because Saquon's he, he blames it all on Eli play bl- everything, all, all the blame's on Eli. Everybody wants to blame Eli. So there's, so there's it's all Eli's fault. Nah, I don't think he really blamed Eli. I mean, all he told Eli was, don't talk shit about my music. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk shit about it if you don't listen to he, it. That's all he, he was talking
1: about watching. But
0: it still sucks. He, he, How do you watch Lil Wayne on YouTube? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it... it Obviously, he's not a, a, um up into the good shit. So
1: He's not about that Whatever. life, but Saquon... But
0: OBJ's a baby. OBJ's a fucking titty baby. That's,
1: not, that's the only thing I wanted to say. I'm all. done. I'm I'm really kind of done with his attitude, man.
0: Um, Just after what he did. Thursday if you're going to go in the locker room early, if you're going to go in the locker room early, whenever your team is on the field, your offense is on the field, and you're going to run in the locker room, like, come on, man. The, the, this is like the epitome of 2018. Like, I'm mad and I can cry about it. Like, come on. OBJ is the eye in Giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I can definitely tell. And if he's not the eye, he gets all mad. And I hate to say, look, I've always been a supporter of OBJ. He's LSU, he, he helped us a lot. He, he was great. He's been great every year. I think his talent's amazing. I, I love that he's passionate about the game. Like, I'm cool with everything about that. Be with your team. Be yeah. a part of your team.
1: There's no I in
0: the team. There's solution. solution, no not the problem.
1: And I, I don't know at this point if he's going to figure that out. But, look, they have a real shot in making that happen on Monday night. If they can pull through win this game, this is going to be the week the Giants can get, a, can get a dub. And, you know, they have – they're going up against this defense that has been played with injuries. So if they're going to do it, it needs to be now. It needs to be this week. Saquon Barkley—he's pretty much grabbed the bull by the horns. He's taken this bitch to pound town. Eli Manning—the Atlanta Falcons are giving up 25 points on average to quarterbacks. This is your time to shine. Step your game up. 24 points on average to running backs. 30 points on average to wide receivers. This—if the Giants cannot pull this off this week. It's. I mean, the season's pretty much already done. It's in the back.
0: It's not, even, it's not about. See, that's the thing. It's not even about the Giants. It, it, it's about OBJ. So that's that's what OBJ, I hate about it.
1: But to fantasy to owners, B- it's B- about Sterling. And OBJ
0: owners, okay? They, they want to see OBJ do better. They blame it all on Eli. Well, here's your game. Here's your game. But it's only still in one game. That's it. But I mean, hey,
1: this one game, game. can put somebody back into fantasy contention.
0: So, so now we got to have one game to make OBJ happy. Fuck that. It's not about OBJ. I baby. hope, OBJ, I hope OBJ doesn't catch a hey, fucking pass. Hey. I hope he doesn't catch a single fucking pass. Hey, the OBJ owners out there don't really want to hear that right now. Okay. At it's, this it's, point, they're they're probably hoping he doesn't either so they can fucking trade him or drop his ass. I
1: highly doubt that. Like, like, every, they, it doesn't matter. Everybody wants their I fantasy know, players to produce.
0: Man, I would have traded OBJ. This, I would trade OBJ this week. Uh, that's what I would do.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at an emotion standpoint, yeah. But I mean, like, if you're a real believer in OBJ, if you've drafted OBJ, it's just like you with Gronk, and look what you did. <laughs> look what you went and did. I mean, I get no, it. You're but, making the trades. Ron's you got to do. You got to win. I'm not
0: look, if you still have OBJ, right. Ron, but I'm not. If you try to trade me, I'm going to retire. OBJ said, "Give me somebody to throw the football." Well, he's throwing the ball just fine to Evan Ingram whenever he's on the field. He's throwing the ball to Sterling Shepard pretty well. He's throwing the ball to Saquon pretty well. Except for two weeks ago when Sterling Shepard got really
1: upset. And OBJ was like in his ear, like encouraging it. Like, yes, my son. Yes.
0: (laughs) Do you want to walk over to the field goal kicking net? (laughs) Straight up. Let's go talk to the kicking net real quick.
1: Let the hate flow through you. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it sucks. I hate it for OBJ owners out there, but his attitude is really fucking up a lot of shit. And I think that like it all comes down to like, you know, I'm big on positivity and and law of attraction. And when you have all this negativity in your locker room, you're going to have negativity on the playing field. It's just, it's, it's that simple. It's morale is a huge thing about fantasy and and that's something that people leave out of it. You got to get into their heads. Like you have to understand where they're at mentally. And that's going to be about at least 80% probably. And I mean, I might be exaggerating that number a little bit, but in my mind, your mentality is 80% of how you perform.
0: I can 100% agree with that. Uh, 100%. And I think that if OBJ continues on this path, and he's not man enough to say, all right, I, I was getting, like, it, it, it's okay to be, you know, emotional, you know, like, like, you know, it's hard to express your emotions, but, you know, we're not, we're not out here in a drama contest. Okay. We're playing football. You're playing your best, your best 11 versus their best 11, every fucking play. And if you are going to be a weak link in that, you're, you're going to, I think the OBJ, is hindering Saquon Barkley because they don't have a real threat.
1: I mean, it's Saquon is just Saquon's on a level of his own. Saquon owners out there, you did a hell of a job. He was definitely worth the first round pick. Um keep yeah, keep balling, keep rolling. Like I said, this is going to be the week and and I am definitely recommending starting some of these Giants wide receivers. Um, in DFS, it's like why not at this point? This defense for Atlanta is is horrendous. So just try it out, see what happens. If it doesn't happen this week, it's not probably going to happen. Defense New yeah.
0: uh, New York ain't no better though. Uh,
1: not really.
0: Uh, I'm telling you, they lose games. They because they let people score points. They're not running the ball crazy on them. They're throwing the ball on them too. So I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not. It's not the best. Mohamed Sanu comes back. Uh. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm looking – I'm looking I – mean, Even though you're know, Saints fan, still the Falcons.
1: I get that. Uh,
0: the no, Giants – Quarterback.
1: The Giants defense, I mean, they're not they're, – they're giving up some points, but not near as much as the uh, Falcons defense is. So, I mean, but then again, you got Matt Ryan. He's, what, the number two QB in the league right now?
0: Yeah, and in, in my league, you know, it's six points touchdown in my league, so – so, I mean, it's a little different than some. So, yeah, it is that. So, I mean, he's still He's, top five.
1: he's still doing really well. So you can't you can't complain there. Um, and a uh, last little bit of news before we, we roll this out. I wanted to get to one more waiver wire target. Uh, they got a bye week coming up, but uh, some big news in Oakland. Um, I think I think we uh, did we get to mention Jalen Richard? I think yeah, we mentioned. No, no. I don't think we did. Did we? If 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 we did, you're going to hear it again. Jalen Rashard, 9% on. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch has a groin injury. John Gruden is worried as fuck. So He's upset. Yes. Jalen Rashard is another guy you need to be looking at because it looks like he's going to be leading that backfield. Scoop him up. Get him on your team. Do what you got to do. He could be a true difference maker for the next few weeks while Marshawn is figuring his penile
0: area out. So, see, I would say it's when John Gruden is figuring out what he's going to do because John Gruden basically this year is not worried about this year. He's worried about his future. Yeah, they're worried about Vegas. Oh, it's, it's Vegas. So if – yeah, like you said it earlier. So if Marshawn Lynch does not get healthy enough, like, you're going to see a change. Like, you, you could see Marshawn Lynch on a trading block. It's like Amari Pooper.
1: Yeah, Amari fucking Cooper is on the trading block. Pooper, but yeah. <sighs> Man, and and by the way, guys, like we might get a little confused sometimes because we do conversate before we do the show. So maybe we should just start posting the recorded phone calls, (laughs) like just having them as bonus, bonus extras. If you want them, tweet us. We'll be there. We'll see how far you guys listen.
0: (laughs) But uh, But yeah, Daniel are definitely a a big, big waiver wire target this year. This is us week.
1: And some more – it's been, like I said, it's a nail-biter episode. Um, Big week for a lot of running back news. Last little thing I had to share, um, you know, with uh, the Steelers controversy with Le'Veon Bell, it's just every week it's just the same old story. No one knows what the hell's up or down. Le'Veon Bell tweeted out this week after James Connors' performance and said, damn, James. James come back and says, been watching that Bell tape. I'm happy to finally see – some kind of positivity forming between, you know, the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. He's uh publicly. he's publicly. Yes, publicly he's showing that like, you know, hey, you know, even though I'm not there, I, I see you and and I'm supporting you and, you know, you're doing a hell of a job. And to see that happen makes me feel a lot more comfortable. James Conner had a pretty big day, man. Thirty one fantasy points on DraftKings. Um and that was against freaking Cincy, So, you know, their defense. So, like,
0: you remember that show we used to watch whenever we were kids? And it was just this guy who used to say, and the rest of the story. Yeah, dude. What the fuck that, was that, that show? Well, I don't remember. It's like, um, uh, what was it? It was uh, the rest of the story. What was that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to Google it. I have to figure this out. I don't way. remember. But look. Think about it, and while you Google it, I'm gonna tell them what, what I think about it. And I like that that uh, Le'Veon did that because, in my opinion, I think that the Steelers understand exactly why Levion is doing what he's doing, and I don't think it's bothering them as much as people are saying because they know it's about money. You live for money, you work for money. So I like that that we're getting a little bit of the rest of the story of him, you know, letting him know like letting people know that I'm okay with my team. My team is okay with what I'm doing. I'm doing it for, for good reason. I'm doing it for what really, you know, at the end of the day, if you get, you know, you tear your ACL and you don't make any money next year, that's it's your livelihood. You know, it's your job. It's your nine to five. Whether whether you're making $20 million or you're, or you're making, you know, $20 an hour or $5 an hour, it doesn't matter. You're making your money. So I'd love to, to see that. And I hope that it breeds a lot of positivity for that team.
1: They need it. They need it a lot. But uh, James Conner owners, man, uh, you guys lucked up. I'm I'm really upset. I didn't get to get on the Conner train, but um, he's uh he's doing the damn thing, and he's showing out, and he's showing that he is just as confident out there as Le'Veon Bell, and, and the you know the the touchdowns are coming, and the points are coming, they're rolling in. So, uh, you know, it's it's like all is kind of well, you know. And so for for the and the rest of the story, that was Paul Harvey, that was a uh, radio broadcaster. Um, this dude, this shit looks like it's like back from like the forties. Like, are you like a fucking like government experiment that like has been living since like the nineteen hundreds?
0: Shorten? No, it's came. It's it's been it's been it, that that it started then, but it's been gone for a long. time. This dude was born in nineteen eighteen, bro. He wasn't the only one to say that. Like, he wasn't the only one to say the rest of the story.
1: Jordan's a robot from 1918 from Russia. Don't believe him. All right. Fuck <laughs> up. up. I'm, know
2: everything, I'm, by
1: the way. I'm fucking with you. You're an old soul. We get it. It's all good. But yeah, so some other games that are going to be coming up this week that we didn't really get to talk too much about because I just, I'm not too worried about it. Melvin Gordon owners. You got the Titans. Um, Exciting shit.
0: Phillip Rivers owners. That's going to be a fun one. Jack- one, thing I, one thing I want to say about Melville. If you have Melville and you don't have Austin Eckler as a handcuff right now, you better get him this week.
1: Austin Eckler is showing have, out.
0: You better have him as a handcuff. Like, like, there's no doubt about it. There's, there's probably nobody on any bench that I've seen that's not worth dropping if I have Melvin Gordon to not have him as a handcuff because – my god, if that dude if Melville gets hurt, now I'm planning on it and I'll see it in the future. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I might I might be from the 40s, but I don't see what's happening in, in the next couple months. If you don't have Austin Eckler as a handcuff now, you're probably not going to be able to get it.
1: No, so take take heed. For sure. Austin Eckler, he is definitely in this offense. Freaking the Jaguars are playing the Texans. Hopefully the Jacks can get him a win. You never know who Blake Bortles is going to throw the ball to. Leonard Fournette still nursing his ankle injury. That shit will probably continue for a while. Panthers are going to be playing the Eagles. Vikings playing the Jets. Uh, Bills are playing the Colts. That was one thing. Josh Allen, elbow injury. I had him in a DFS lineup. Shit the bed with five is points. Peterman. Is Peterman still is Peterman playing? Yeah, Peterman threw a fucking touchdown. It was crazy oh, shit. Oh
0: wow! To his own team?
1: Yeah, to his own team, not to not, oh, not to the amazing. defense. Yeah, and the oh, Bills' defense man. had a pretty fucking good day too, even though they lost the game. It was it was pretty crazy shit.
2: So, uh, so there's
0: nothing compared to the fucking
1: the Ravens' defense. Exactly. Uh, Eleven. Jameis Winston is going to be going against Baker Mayfield. I'm picking the Browns to win this game. I think Jameis is still definitely a quarterback that you can start this week, but I I think the Browns are gonna are gonna beat the Bucs. What about Djax? What about Djax? I don't know, man. Uh, you, you know that, that Jameis Winston likes his Mike Evans and like he just can't he get off that high horse. So we'll see if they can integrate that. Uh, I know Djax misses Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'll tell you that much. And I know that Oh
0: no doubt that a lot of fantasy. OJ Howard. O. J. Howard though. OJ Howard, though you better, you better have him. But uh, he better not be on the waivers anywhere. Honestly, he's on the waivers in a lot of places. Actually, OJ Howard, he's about to go off. I'm telling you, uh,
1: the Lions are going to be playing the Dolphins. We'll see if we see another Brock Osweiler appearance. Not uh, so against these this Lions defense. It's going to be back in Miami again. So we'll see if some Miami magic can happen where Brock Osweiler pretends to be Dan Marino, um, and then. We didn't even talk about it. The Saints, Saints are back off the bye. They're playing the Ravens. Alvin Kamara, will he come uh, Mark back? Ingram. Or is Mark, it Mark Ingram. Mark But the, the crazier Ingram. thing, Saints defense is giving up around 30 points on average to wide receivers. This could be a big day for a Willie Sneed revenge game. You're right about that. Willie Sneed revenge game. It's here. If he's on your waiver wire, or if you want to throw him in a daily lineup, I know I'm
0: going to be playing Willie Sneed in a daily lineup. Or if, if you have a bye week for somebody, that's it. it. Be a quick pickup, easy pickup. Put him in
1: there, and it's in Baltimore too. So don't sleep on Sneed. Get your knee I see. Sneed. That's how
2: that's how uh,
0: Drew
1: Brees can be protected in this game. It's uh, it, it's it's going to be tough to see that defense is looking pretty stout in Baltimore. Even though I really don't like the Ravens, I can't knock them uh Cowboys and Redskins America's game uh of the 90s is it's coming back so i i i'm going to go ahead and take the Cowboys on this one um and then our Sunday night game we already talked about the Rams and the 49ers the Bengals and the Chiefs i got the Chiefs on this one but Andy Dalton
0: don't forget this Chiefs defense stinks at covering the, the pass I got I got the Chiefs i got the Chiefs losing this game ooh
1: I really do. Okay, I got the Chiefs winning, but I think that they're both – it's going to be shootout. Anytime the Chiefs are playing somebody, shootout. Showtime Mahomes, oh, yeah. shootout, always. And then we already talked about Monday night, Giants and Falcons. So, guys, that's your uh, your wrap for the week. And getting into uh, uh, one of our new GGFS jams, we haven't done a Garage song in a while. So, Garage Jam of the night to close out the show. Uh, new rapper Oliver Francis – We're going to go ahead and play you a little bit. This song is called Chernobyl. Kick-ass song, kick-ass artist. uh, Tweeted him. He said that he doesn't even know how to begin to play sports. So maybe we can figure out a way for him to learn sports so that we can get him on the show to talk a little bit about his music. So if you haven't checked out Oliver Francis by now, it's time to check him out. I know I sent you a link to that song. Shit was balling. That shit will make you feel like the man. Doesn't matter. Like you listen to that song, you just you just like riding around. You're like, damn, I'm the man right now. It just it's one of those good feeling Ah. jams. I love it. So we're gonna let you guys hear it. It's been real. We'll be back for week eight. Enjoy your week seven. Go win you some money. Go win you tournaments. Anything you got left? Where can they follow you this week, Jordan? Um,
0: they can follow me at Chernobyl.
1: At Chernobyl. Oh, but make sure you have your, your radiation suit on. You don't want to get lost in that fucking charade circus. So Hell do that. Yeah. And you know, you can always follow us at GarageGuysFS on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow me at GarageGuyChase. Guys, we love you. Been an awesome show. Sports, party, repeat Oliver Francis, Chernobyl. <laughs>
2: Just need a little weed in the back rub Dime bees with the D's in the bathtub Don't talk about bees, get your racks up You don't wanna see when we act up Pull up in three, better back up Hold up, hold up, tell my shit I got a hundred bad bitches the you all dick I wrote a couple fast switches and they all getting lit Take another handful out of zip Little bitch, I'm on ten Pull up in the fence with a girl and a friend She could be a blonde that bitch, man, whatever All white, wet, clean, something like chlorine, goddamn. Yo, little bitch, looking with me. She let my swaggy, yeah, she let my steeze. Your mans is a layman, I got what you need. Shorty, I got what you need, yeah, believe that. Flat screen TV with a seat back. Likely find me with a weed at. It's like TNT with a B slap. ACDC with the feedback. Hey. I pull up to the sweat race, smellin' like ass. You know how I do. Hop to the ride, I'm a girl on fire Hop, high will like I'm used to. Got me thumbing through a big band now. No handouts, sitting on my side. So, Flow like Tron on my shit top show Got a big bang rollin' a LV belt, ayy And we gon' sit up on the couch of this Roll a blunt, fuck a bitch, blow a ounce of this Do it all for the Chris in the Chris in New York Yeah, we seen a Chevy with the butterfly doors? Yeah, coast to coast, I roast the most as dope Flow was cold, no eyes, Moses Jones Going pro, the wrist is below Ralph Lauren and you all I know Yeah, fuckin' bitches ride designer jeans Off the ropes like WWE Got model bitches tryna fuck with me Rollin' weed to all apologies Like, whoa, No weed's with the blue jeans, hot that the ass class look looking too clean. That's my friends with the groupies, wanna do Do you, little bitch? I'ma do me.